authorities are desperately searching for a killer accused of going on a rampage. The search for a possible serial killer. An urgent manhunt for a man authorities believe is behind a triple killing spree. Police here speculating that a possible serial killer may have struck again. I told her to get out of the car and that's when she became afraid and then I shot her. Welcome to Jesse Wiseman's Crime Corner. Crime Corner. Welcome all eight of you that like the show. We appreciate <laughs> We're up to eight. you. Yeah. We doubled our Can audience you believe since last it? episode. I know. Well, actually ten because we have two in the studio. A, and by the way, not fans oh, of Crime right. Corner just happen to to oh, be right here, there. but we're going to make them fans today. Not fans yet. Thank you. Not yet. Thank you, Coop. You're always so good for my confidence. The other thing you're good for, which we didn't have last time, was just like was smart people stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, just kind of <laughs> winged it on a couple things. There were moments that we really needed you to like be like, oh, actually, in nineteen seventy, sound out the big words. Yeah, and tell us like how. Just really basic stuff works, yeah, like right? Yeah, when antifreeze was invented, I was like, Coop probably knows. Or, but you weren't here. Like, I just know when antifreeze was invented off the top but of my head. But doesn't it seem like well, that's something do. you would know? You could probably guess around the right time. I'd say probably 47. See? There you go. 1947? Uh, 2047. We haven't, we haven't cracked the code oh, yet. Oh, we haven't even... Go- <laughs> antifreeze isn't a real thing. Um, so we're happy to have you back. Um, yeah, welcome back, bud. Uh, last time we did, uh, we were doing an, it's always the husband series. Yes. Last episode was jacked. Last episode was, it's always, was always the wife. And we went with the worst one to ever do it. Don't you think? Yes. Killed two husbands, tried to kill a daughter, possibly killed a dad. Weapon of choice. Antifreeze. But she called it anti-free, like a loser. But that's how she got caught, too. That's how she got caught. There's only one loser. It says anti-free. Anti-free. And it was her. I was off by 20 years. It was invented in the 1920s. You looked it up right now? Yeah. I thought, I thought you were getting, like, an important call. He's yeah. like, oh, this oh, is I was, telling, I was <laughs> like, oh, fuck. I was telling Jesse about that, like, back in the day, whenever you, when you used to smoke, that you would go outside and smoke a cigarette, and you're always on your phone. But if you actually looked on the phone... It was only text on the screen. Like you were reading stuff, whereas like we're looking at fucking mindless pictures and you're like, oh, I'm going to go smoke cigarette and learn about some kind of obscure history. Well, I always get really stupid questions in my head, like what year was antifreeze invented? And then once I get stuck in my head, I I can't rest until I answer the question. Right. Like you had to look that up. Yeah, I had to look that up. Or else the entire show. It would have been distracting me for the entire show. All right. Well, so we did the, uh, <laughs> it's always the wife. And by the way, when it's the wife, it's always poisoning. So it's kind of like, eh. Did I they went die through of a poisoning, cup. then it was the wife. It was the wife. And that's their, the main way that they do it. So it's kind of like, do I do another case of, and by the way, so many antifreeze. So really? do I do another case of that? Or Change do I them. do one that is highly debated where... What I mean by that is, you know, is I've said it before where I'm like, you guys decide, like, if he really did it. But still to this day, like this one rides the, the, the line. This one really is like still debated of if he did it. 
you know, the trial was shitty, all of this stuff. So we are actually going to discuss at the end what you think. And none of us are even going to be able to get to the real answer. Maybe. I was was really curious about this one once you brought it up because the previous case that we've done, you can pretty much tell who's who's at fault. Pretty cut and dry. uh, I could still go either way, but from the information that I have, I'm kind of leaning towards the husband being innocent. Right. Um, but then every time I think that, I go, everybody fucking did it. But you know what I mean? So I do go back and forth with it. Let's see what you guys think. So uh, this is the case of, we're calling it Mark Wangler. Wang- yeah. Wangler. name, by the His way. Name's Wangler? Wangler. Like Wrangler without the R. Wangler. Yep. That's a hot name. Yeah, like if someone had a speech impediment and they were saying Wranglers. Yeah, but he, if he's got a dong, then he's good to go, right? Yeah, he doesn't. So a big wang. <laughs> this one's called "Guilty or Gift from God." Because hmm. he really wanted her to die. That's the <laughs> yeah, he really wanted her to die, and he's super religious. But like, did he do it, or, or was it really him. just an accident? Maybe it was like a the gift secret from God. Yeah, he had the right? death of his wife up on his vision board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And police really honed in on that. <laughs> they were like, mm, "This vision board about killing your wife doesn't look good, bud." This is like a he re- didn't. religious guy. He didn't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen up, Joel. Listening. You're gonna fucking interrupt me already, dude. Mark and Kathy met in their hometown of Fort Recovery, Ohio. Sounds like a weird. <laughs> it um, sounds like a party town. Yeah, like a, a, a something camp, internment camp. Anyway, it's not. <laughs> well, it's just it a town. Like a concentration yeah, camp. concentration camp. Fort Sorry. Recovery. Fuck, I'm already not able to find words. So <laughs> Kathy was 15 and Mark was three years older. <laughs> three years old. Three years older than her. The two I were introduced that, by their grandparents. Rad. So cool, right? Mark was immediately into Kathy, but she... Oh, I've got a grandson that likes to fuck. Do you yeah, got a, got that's a granddaughter some... that likes to get plowed? Yeah, yeah. That's some small town <laughs> shit, huh? <laughs> Getting set up You're by your grandparents? Shit. Yeah, exactly. By the way, this kind of sets up how fucking rad they were, which they weren't <laughs> at all. Um, Mark was immediately into Kathy, but <laughs> she wasn't so sure. Took some more time with it. It's kind of like, I don't know. Like, this guy's well, weird. His grandparents say he's a cool guy, but I'm I'm not so sure. Kind of seems like a murderer to me. But anyways, <laughs> um, Mark finally won her over by playing guitar for her on the tailgate of his truck outside Ooh. her house. Yeah, that would be right? over too. So cool. Yeah, so that worked. And uh, the two were married a few years later in their Catholic church in 1977. She was 18. He was 21. Sorry. I mean, that's an, a recipe for disaster. I get finding your person early. Getting married at, at the ages of 18 and 21? Yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, that's a pretty much a guaranteed divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got married after, let's say, 19, 1960. Yeah, so this was 77. Yeah, yeah. Pre, pre-1960, they probably would have stuck it out because everybody from that era... Because you just did, Well, yeah, right? all they understand is suffering. They, they know nothing about love or happiness. Right. Such a simpler time, uh, huh? Oh, so much easier. My parents made it. They were... What, what? year did they get together? What year did they get Seven, together? Cammie was 17. But what year did they get married? So that would have been... Uh, a what? few years later? 
Oh, okay. a few years later. Oh, okay. a few years later. <laughs> so yeah, that gives me the real oh, answer yeah. of what year it was. Yeah, so she that, was probably 19 or 20. I don't know. The, well, no, I mean, no, like, the what, year. The, what actual, what, what year of our Lord? Uh, Dad's 64. Look, dude, I'm not doing all that math. Yeah, you, you don't know, know you don't know. You <laughs> I mean, my God. Why are you asking I thought me? you would have known. Okay, so Mark and Kathy were very religious, but decided that Catholicism just like kind of wasn't for them. Get it. Um, and they actually went the Baptist evangelical route. Raised Catholic, that, but how does that work if you're a if you're a devoutly religious person and you're just like, you know what, this particular brand of Christianity just isn't doing it for me? So the, the the type that I was ascribing to for you know the last thirty years of my life, just don't believe it anymore. I'm going to go to something that just fits it's not that my you don't believe it. You points. just like would rather have like a more fucking chill, fun vibe, right? But that's still C- Catholic that's like, is that's like breaking the breaking the baseline rules by saying like I don't like this kind of Christianity, so I'm going to go and do this kind of Christianity because I mean that's like what, what was it uh, Henry the Eighth. Did. He's like, oh, I'm just going to create an entirely, Henry entirely new church so I can divorce and kill my wives. I say good for him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Smart guy, right? Um, you, you do what works for you and you just exactly. True. I just think it, it completely negates the validity of like any religion in that situation. If you're just going like, eh, I don't like this one. I'm going to go to this one instead. Right. Oh, just slightly changing the rules to fit your viewpoint, that doesn't seem very religious to me. I mean, it seems very religious, but to me it breaks the baseline rules. I'm sorry, continue. And as we know, the story behind, you know, Catholicism and Christianity, all super like, I mean, based in science. Exactly. (laughs) Right? So how can you... Go from one fairy tale to the next. That's I don't I'm, know. That's what I don't saying. know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Apologize to anyone that's very religious listening. But of the eight, I bet maybe one. <laughs> I mean, that's. So now we have seven followers. That's fine. We lost one. We at, lost at one. At this point, it's a pretty big. Wasn't meant to have them anyways. Do you know what I mean? It's a pretty big percentage of our audience overall, though. They're very religious. They changed. Coop doesn't like it. Is what it is. The two were very involved in their church, though, once they switched to Baptist evangelical. Then they were like, cool, this is chill. I can hang out with people. We can go on missions. Like, we kind of party a little bit. Not so rigid, right? It was just more their speed. Uh, Kathy worked and supported Mark while he attended medical school. I mean, that's pretty huge. They had two boys, Aaron and and Nathan, Kathy was a very devoted mother, and the family was very close and loving. They would go camping, go on adventures, and according to the boys, they had an amazing childhood in a house filled with love. Aw. I know. Uh, Mark got a job offer at a hospital in Lima, Ohio, and the family moved to start their new life. Mark was an anesthesiologist, and his schedule was brutal. So it was kind of like two ships passing in the night as far as the family and him. And this was the beginning of the couple drifting apart after 16 years of marriage. You know, it's going to happen if you're never hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um, With the boys in school, Kathy went back to uh, college and graduated with a degree in business from Ohio State University. Wow. Ross is, Ross is into that, obviously. 
as soon as I told him that, he was like, all right, I'll watch the fucking Dateline on it. (laughs) Bored the whole time. But I was like, she went to Ohio State. He's like, I'm in. Uh, Immediately regretted the decision. He's like, dude, this is fucking, dude, fuck. I know. Um, Mark was an awkward, shy, and reserved person, while Kathy was very social, bubbly, and full of life. Some would even say, Joel, the life of the party. She would light up a room. She would light up a room. room, Okay, which means she's gonna die. (laughs) So naturally, at five eighteen a.m. on the morning of September fourth, two thousand six, Mark placed a nine one one call from their home in Lima, Ohio. Joel, can we play that that call, please? Yes. 
Go ahead and continue breathing. Are you breathing for her and giving her the chest compression? He's counting, so he must be doing CPR, right? That's the end of it? Yeah. Okay. So we hear Mark telling the 911 operator who is, like, the most frustrating. They've been more frustrating than that, to be honest. Uh, But that one was just like, I mean, how many people has she killed? So calm. I know. Um, So we hear uh, him tell the 911 operator that his wife is having a seizure and that he's opening the windows and he is performing CPR. Right? Right. Pretty much what we got from that. At 5.22 a.m., Fire Chief Joe Kitchen. (laughs) Joe Kitchen. Not too many amazing, like, detective names in this, but... Joe Kitchen's Joe Kitchen's a good one, right? I mean, Joe Kitchen, bitch. Uh, Joe Kitchen was the first person on the scene, so the fire chief was the first person there. When he entered the house, he heard the loud sound of the uh, carbon monoxide alarm, and then Mark escorted him upstairs to Kathy's room. He found Kathy with her upper torso on an air mattress and her legs hanging off. So Kitchen found no vital signs, and so he moved her down to the hard surface to do proper CPR, which I guess is like pretty basic. Yeah. If you know CPR, you know that you probably can't do it on like an a, a balloon, right? Mm. Or in a bouncy house. Um, so at 523, the EMS arrive and begin advanced saving measures. Uh, she was not responding at all and was basically flatlined on all of their equipment. Uh, she was transported to Lima Memorial Hospital. Uh, Mark was also taken in for examination because he had clearly been exposed. Um, Kathy was pronounced dead at 5.54 a.m. And both the EMS and ER doctor noted that Kathy was really stiff, pale, and cold to the touch. And the doctor wrote down the patient must have been dead for at least one to two hours before the 911 call was placed. Oh, fuck. But, like, again... That doesn't completely, I mean, it doesn't completely point to guilt, but, you know, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. A little bit weird it's, if he's trying to do CPR, you know what I mean? I don't is know. Is air conditioning And on? saying that. Right, because it made the body colder. Get it? <laughs> you do get it. Glad to have you back, Coop. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Cut that out. Um, uh, as a doctor, he should have known, even as an anesthesiologist, he would have had enough medical training to be able to identify a dead body when he saw one. Mm-hmm. That obviously, I mean, if the body's stiff and cold when you first start touching it, then it's... You're calling, you're calling to body. be like, my wife is dead. Like, you would be more like, my wife's is fucking dead. Like Yeah, him saying that she was in she the middle of She was having a seizure and, and that he was doing CPR. Yeah, and he, he was... He would know. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. I would think. He's been an anesthesiologist for 30 years at this point. So like and even just going through the like the basic medical school, you're going to learn the basics of medicine, which is going to let you know when somebody is dead and when right. somebody's not or when it's very likely that somebody's dead. Because if a body is stiff and cold right. going into rigor mortis, even you can't bring it back after that. 
Uh, not as far as I know. It's a bummer. You may be able to make like a Frankenstein thing, but I don't know. You can do a lot of things with it, but not bring it back to life. We learned about that, didn't we? We did, too. <laughs> um, so, uh, that yeah, so she must have been dead one to two hours before the 911 call was placed. Mark had a, had a carbon monoxide, carbon monoxide, I'm just going to say CO, and you're going to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Corrections officer. Mark had a CO level of 13%, and Kathy later would be found to have a level of 69%. Boom, nice. bitch. Nice. She fucks. So anyways, <laughs> Ma- um, Mark Mark was, why did, why did I take a sip of that brown gotta, up, liquor? Finish that brown up. Dude, I'm not finishing the brown, dude. Finish the brown. By the end of the show, it better be gone. Brown's not All going right, down, cool. dude. The brown is not going down. I'll finish it. Okay. Mark, Mark was cleared uh, shortly after his examination. He was fine. They kind of checked him out. Uh, the nurse noted that when they told him his wife was dead, he seemed to be, like, fake crying. Like, they made a note of it because it kind of caught them, you know, by surprise. That he was, like, crying, but it, it looked like he was pretending. There was no genuine. tears. Yeah. And it was enough for them to... Like he was making this sound like... <laughs> but so, there was no tears. Something weird, yeah. <laughs> Gangster. Just kind of just like... <laughs> pretending. <laughs> Literally, she said pretending to cry. Or even worse, he's just like... Wham! Yeah. My wife's oh, dead. Oh, wham! Yeah, it was something like that. So while all of this was going on at the hospital, the home was actually being investigated right away to determine the source of the... Carbon monoxide. Also, a detective came into the hospital to question Mark right away. Mark told police that the home had a faulty water heater and that the pilot light would keep going out, uh, was going out frequently, uh, which he believed to be the source of the carbon monoxide. He also threw in that Kathy had a secret bank account and that had that she had 80 thousand dollars in credit card debt and tons of jewelry so that was like a weird thing to say just in the investigation kind of in the he's just like by the way like we do have to say that he was exposed a little bit to carbon monoxide it does make you seem drunk not as wasted as joel but like <laughs> drunk and you're, you're drunk fucking wasted dude <laughs> just kidding i am not i Get know you are fucking life together. you aren't you aren't um <laughs> I'm trying, man. but no, it would make you kind of Weird, really. A little like the effects of it. A little out of it. Clumsy. I mean, uh, the person that drove him drove him home. Sounds fun. Said that he was like not even able to direct him to his house, and it was at the hospital that he worked at. So it was very. He was really out of it. Mm -hmm. So so it would be. It's weird to say that, right? But you know, maybe carbon monoxide poisoning makes it so you can't have a tear come out of your face. Possibly. We're going to have to look into that. that. Coop? No. I don't think so. Yeah, I've never heard that. That doesn't sound... Never heard that. Mm. Doesn't sound right. So, overall, (laughs) I'm pretty convinced that that this guy didn't do it. From everything that that I've seen and everything that I've read, like even listening to the 911 call, uh, I think that it was actually an accident. Well, it's not the time for that because we have a lot left. Oh, there's still more? I thought you got through all the notes. All right. (laughs) Really? 
I, oh no! I saw you put down the. Last We've got pages. a whole. Oh, oh, so I told you I have. I wasn't able to get it oh, all typed. All right. all right, let's hear the rest. <laughs> I guess we know what Coop thinks. Now, Coop, <laughs> Coop, though. It sounds like he. No, but Coop, this is it, good though, because me. I do like with every piece of evidence and everything that I learn, I go back and forth. So that's what you're feeling right now. Mm. Maybe after hearing a couple other things, you won't, and then maybe at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. We'll see. I feel like as he did of it right now, now, you feel like he did it. Yeah, I'm 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 the opposite than Coop. And you feel like he's innocent yeah. as of right now. Okay. Interesting. Love it. So, like I said, at the same time as I mean, they got people into the house, many different uh agencies and people, gas company, um, investigators, all of this. While, like very quickly while they were even at the hospital. So someone's interviewing him right away. Someone's coming into the house right away. Cletus Hawk. Damn. Cletus Hawk. Cletus Hawk. And, Dude. And, and Captain Kitchen. What's the other guy's name? Joe Kitchen. <laughs> Joe Kitchen. <laughs> Joe Kitchen's more of a like, you know, man Joe of the Kitchen people. Thing. He's more like firefighter <laughs> Joe Kitchen, right? Yeah. Cletus Hawk is here to do the fucking <laughs> scientific... Power. You know what I mean? Nerdy <laughs> shit. Cletus Hawk, dude. So, um, Cletus Hawk, well, he's from the fire department, but he was there to check the home for the CO levels. Um, in the basement, the lever, the levels were 50 parts per million, which is really high. So he went out to his truck to get a mask for his own safety because he was Damn. like, there's actually a lot in here. So when he re-entered the home and he tested it again... It actually read 20 to 15 parts per million. What does that mean? More. That means it's going down. It's going down. That means it's not like a constant, you know, if there's, if it's poison, like carbon monoxide poisoning in the house, they didn't shut off anything or change anything. It should be still going on, right? Right. Or should be staying at least at the same level. So just within a matter of minutes or not that long, him going out to the car. And then coming back in to test, it had gone down 20 to 20 to 15 parts per million. Um, Hawk then tested uh, Kathy's room and it read the same as the basement. So it was like 20 to 15, which means that that probably went down as well. Um, He checked emissions from all of the natural gas appliances in the home. And... uh, the house was the house was quickly dese- uh, deemed safe, and that there were no carbon monoxide emissions coming from anywhere inside the home, and the carbon monoxide level had gone down without doing much, had gone down to a level that was safe for other people to enter. Interessant. Interessant, right? So magically, it was crazy. Magically, yeah. Crazy right enough that it's like killing his wife, but like I said, but they're they're in the house. Too. They're in the house very quickly after she went to the hospital. So this isn't something that's like a day later or anything. This like is, they're yeah. they're in there right after they leave, and the carbon monoxide is going down rapidly inside the house. Okay. So at this point, Sergeant. See, this is the chicken scratch of it. I love the chicken scratch. Can you aim that towards the camera? We're going to say Sergeant 
Macaroni. Sledgehammer. So Sergeant <laughs> Sledgehammer was able to enter the home for the investigation because uh, Cletus Hawk determined it very quickly uh, safe, right? Yeah. CO emissions are CO's really good. low. They want to come on in and All the way go down. Whatever thing. was causing the, the emissions is apparently gone or fixed or whatever without anyone doing anything. So Sergeant Sledgehammer entered the home for an investigation. In Kathy's room, he observed a black soot, he observed black soot-like soot markings on the wall. So their vents are on the ground. Now we have like vents up up in the ceiling, but their home was a little bit older. The vents are on the ground upstairs. Mm-hmm. So on the wall, he he saw almost like a fan of like black soot against the wall and the vent itself looked pretty black he noted this but you know you never know Mm. it was faint but like in the picture that joel's gonna put up you can see it okay um he then went into the master bedroom which is where mark was sleeping so at this point like i said they were sleeping in different rooms because they were mad at each other drifting apart or not great or something not great so uh in the master bedroom where mark was sleeping they found a towel under the door and the bathroom door was open and the window in the bathroom was open and a box fan was situated blowing towards the bathroom in Tarasant. In Tarasant. Now here, listen well, to Mark's listen to Mark's explanation for this. So Mark says, "I was gonna say, why didn't he just move all that shit? If he did it, I know. Move all so that that's shit the thing that, that like up. when Coop is saying like I think he's innocent, it's because like if you did do it, you would have time to move that shit, right? Yeah. Or you would come up with an explanation, right? Mm-hmm. So Mark said that Kathy had clogged and overflowed the toilet. <laughs> yeah. That was Kathy. Yeah. Kathy was it me? <laughs> Kathy and her big because old Because he hated her. So he was just like, Kathy clogged the toilet Shit. again. It overflowed. And so he had to, he was trying to keep the smell from the toilet that overflowed and like got water all over the ground too. Because there, to- there was a towel in front of the toilet. So he was saying that that he was trying to keep that smell from the rest of the house. I guess he was fine sleeping in it, right? But he just didn't want it to enter the rest of the house. This is his explanation. It's such a ridiculous explanation that that nobody What do you think now? What do you think now, Coop? That makes me believe it even more because it's such a ridiculous... Oh, because it's so ridiculous. That makes sense. He could come up with... No, I like that. Yeah. Such a better explanation for what was going on. Right, because if you really are going to do it, there's... you. And you and you found a way to get the carbon monoxide up there, and I right? Think considering the fact, clear that he's a doctor, up all he's... the shit that makes it look like you had a bunker in the bathroom with a fan blowing on you in the window, yeah, waiting for your wife to die, right? Like, wouldn't you cover yeah, all you would that clean up? up? Any parts, in my opinion, you would clean up any parts of the evidence that are going to make it look like like it was staged, right? So if that so was it's part of the so process, ridiculous, yeah, it's so ridiculous that. It's, that it had to be true. That fucking me. that fucking gnarly ass Kathy clogged that <laughs> toilet over and over, and he couldn't fucking handle it anymore. Fuck. Right? Couldn't possibly be him. Could, it was Kathy. 
the the towel on the door is too much for me. I don't Thank I don't you. believe that shit for a second. Think about that one, Coop. Nobody the towel would, Nobody would do the that. The door from the master into the house. There's a locking towel under in, that door. So he's basically locking no. Yeah. Well, he's locking himself in fucking shit smell. How does that strike you? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if you have ever smelled anything that came out of the bathroom after Joel was in the bathroom... You would put a towel on the side of the bathroom door. You'd get out of keep, the fucking room, dude. You be, no, you'd you put the towel under there, would, but you wouldn't be sleeping in there. You would have a towel underneath there. every single door in your house. All right, fair enough. Front door, back door. No, okay, you would okay. Have the doors every open everywhere door. else for, to get It would be like those Front water, door, back water door, locking, every door. Water locking doors in the Titanic mm-hmm. that were supposed to keep it from sinking, and it, it would still probably do just about as much good. I have never heard anyone in my entire life... Towel up doors to keep a poo smell in. You would it's open usually how bro? All the doors. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't lock it in the bedroom. That's but no. <laughs> but no. But he's also is. blowing the air with the box fan. He's blowing it out the bathroom window. Right. In his mind, in his story, whatever. <laughs> um, so the investigator uh, went through the house. He went into the garage. And he saw that there were two cars, a snowblower, a generator, and then in the driveway there was an RV. Right? Lots of things that can cause. all with hoses connected to the master bedroom. But I'm still there was you actually that this guy, a hose. There was actually a hose um, outside, laying on the ground by the RV, that looked a little bit weird. But they ended up testing it, and there was no emissions inside there. But mm. Um, the next person to come and check the home was the, uh, gas company, the old dominion gas company. And they determined that all appliances were in working order and they were not emitting any carbon monoxide. Fuck. The source they determined was not inside the house. Also a CEA engineer also did a forensic analysis and found the same thing. He actually took a picture of the soot wall because that struck him as strange also as well, as well as like three other people that had come in were like, "Mm, Joe kitchen, sledgehammer, Hawk. They all fucking thought (laughs) it right. Dust on this. Yeah. They're like, that's fucking weird in front of a vent, just a black, Mark against the wall. Um, Did they happen to test that to see if it was actual soot or if it was just... They will. Mm, all right. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. Coop's coming around, dude. Yeah. He's coming around a Coop's little bit. We're going to get him. Notes and shit. We're going to get him, dude. <laughs> I like it. He's into it. Um, so th- he took a picture of the soot coming from the vent. Um, and he could not... He could not, though, eliminate the garage as a source for the the, uh, carbon monoxide. So he said there's nothing inside the house that would be that is in not that's not in working order. Everything's a okay. There's no emissions coming from anything. CO2 has gone completely down without them doing anything. But the only thing he couldn't rule out was the garage. He's like, I don't know. I mean, there's no appliances in there, but I can't rule out that emissions somehow came from the garage, came from the garage because I don't know. I don't know if they were running a car. I don't know. So, okay. So at this point, they actually deem Kathy's death an accident. 
and closed the case. Shoot. I know. I know. So he's innocent at this moment. At this Currently. moment in his mind. And sometimes, you know, prosecu- prosecutors do this, right? Where they're like, let's just tell him, like, case is closed. We'll, you know, give see him, let him do his thing. And then they still kind still of. watching him. Yeah. And they see what he's going to do. Smart. Ross Patterson, Ohio State fucking murder. <laughs> Are you in? Another one. No, it's not another <laughs> one. one. It's the one Same you one. saw uh, last night. Yeah, yeah, with Dahmer. Oh, sure, sure. True. Oh, I mean, that was. Yeah, but uh, my gosh, did he ever go to classes, though? Oh, I don't. We don't know. No idea. He literally just murdered in the dorm. Can you get a degree for that? <laughs> sure can. Um, so. So I think that's kind of what they're doing because they really did not like this guy as far as like the detectives, prosecutors. Like they were just like anyone that talked to him was just like feels weird. There's a vibe. I just there's a vibe. He's awkward. I don't like him. So they no lied emotion. Like, the case is closed. It's not that they lied. They did actually close the case. Okay, but so it's officially closed. Everyone okay. that had worked on it was still kind of like you know it's kind of like the itch, yeah. hawk. Sledgehammer, <laughs> fucking the kitchen. The they all were like, you know what, dude? They all just got a weird vibe from. They got a weird Miami. vibe from the whole situation mm-hmm. where, you know, thousands of people die from carbon monoxide poisoning a year, right? But very rarely do when it's investigated, is, is no it like uh, w- that they get a weird feeling? It's kind of like, oh, we found it. You know, it's a space heater. It's a whatever. It's pretty cut and dry most of the time. Mm. It's not uncommon to die that way. It's uncommon for the people investigating it to not be to like, I just don't feel good about this. Right. But also, in like in the place that these people are working, how much experience could they possibly have where they're going to get some sort of reliable vibe? And that's a tick in your corner. Right. Like that's going to go towards your innocent. You know, well, right now he's innocent. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, look, these people don't have a lot of experience. Do they actually know what they're really looking for? So if yeah. there's footage of the guy with the thermometer that showed you that CO was he was holding it upside down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's just like, he's the numbers he's on whatever. The thermometer trying to like, I don't like the guy. I'm gonna say it's all good, right? Like you Shit. never know. Yo, Johnny, Jesus how do you Christ! Use this the, thing? The, yeah. the carbon monoxide <laughs> level in this room is 98. Yeah. <laughs> and God, also, like, they're mean? not. They're testing for emissions, but they're not actually experts in installing, you know, water heaters and what the actual code or what could happen if this Mm. and this. So, you know, you're not wrong, Coop. But uh, this case, I have to say, is very dense and it's really scientific and kind of complicated when we get into like how emissions work and co2 and rising and not rising and needing to be ventilated and all of these things right oh yeah it's made i know you that's why i'm glad you're here (laughs) because we're a couple of dum-dums and we need you to tell us like oh no uh you know, gas emissions don't actually rise. They're going to oh, like yeah. I stay. could explain it from start to finish, but it would take so long. I think it would slow down the show. I'll, I'll, you know, try to simplify it as much as I can from all the stuff that <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 this case is made even more complicated, though, by the fact that these two hated each other um, for a while. 
for, I would probably say the last, you know, five, maybe even 10 years of their marriage. Like they really hated each other and their resentment was high. They were not good in any, they were miserable and their families. Average marriage. Yeah. How many years? No, I mean like miserable to the fact that like both of them have said, I'm going to kill, you know what I mean? I'm going to kill the other one. I want to leave them, but I can't. I'm trapped. I hate him constantly, right? Is that also, not yeah, that's normal, right? Right, Joel. An average marriage. Yeah, marriage. As a married guy. Yeah. Joel's a I married guy. You totally don't you love that as soon as and you I got married, I started. Don't you love that as soon as I got you got married, I started doing all the cases of couples, yeah, married couples. Mar- I was <laughs> talking to my wife about that. Yeah, yeah. Just yesterday, I'm like, I'm afraid of you now because of this. Is she mad? Crime corner show. I'm like, are you going to poison me? Is she mad? No, I'm going to poison myself. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Suicide. That's all we need. That's all we need. Just don't kill me. I'll get blamed for it. That's the thing. Oh, shit. Ooh, she's she's going to gone girl you? (laughs) She's taking herself out and she's taking you out too. Very good. (laughs) Mm. So what makes it even more complicated on top of all of the, you know, scientific smart people stuff is their families actually have completely opposite contradicting accounts of what they witnessed in the marriage, right? So Kathy's family would say uh, that Mark would criticize Kathy um, constantly about her weight, uh, the state of the house. Um, He hated her spending habits. He would do weird things like during the graduation party um, when she got her business degree from Ohio State. Yeah. (laughs) O-H. Um, so, um, from Ohio state, uh, he was going around the graduation party saying to people, she's never going to use this degree. She's never going to use the degree. Like he thought it was, he's super awkward though. I don't like once you, Joel, you're going to put up these pictures and you know, just everything that is known about him. He's just like a real awkward, weird, socially awkward guy. He probably thought it was hilarious, but it's very demeaning. And like at yeah, your graduation party where it's supposed to be, you know, a I think fun it's cool event. That she went back to school and got shit done. That's right. enthusiastic. Right. But he's like, she's never going to use this degree, never to everyone. And they're like, time. everyone that was at the party took note of it because it was weird. Right. Yeah. Um, he uh, he even euthanized her dog without her knowing. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. Took That's her dog in, put it down, left it at the vet. Didn't even bring it back for like burial, anything like that. He informed he her. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Yeah, See I'm, now, Coop. I'm what do you think now? <laughs> what do you think now? He informed her about this at dinner with her friends. She gets a phone call and he's like, "Yeah, just real quick, killed your dog, left her there. Bye." So, you know, these, but again, you can say like, oh, fucked up dude. Or you can say a couple that literally, like I'm saying, literally hates each other. The resentment is through the roof. They have no, they're not getting divorced and they just want to fuck with each other all the time. Right. Yeah. What's the shit that she does to him? Well, so that's going to be from the other side. So anyways, basically, (laughs) um, (laughs) Euthanized the dog, uh, left it there. Um, he also had an affair um, and was just generally unhappy, depressed, trapped, hated every minute, 
mm. of marriage with her towards the end, right? And then Mark's family, conversely, would say um, that Kathy would belittle him all the time, put him down. Um, Mark would say that um, she was the one having an affair. This is only coming from Mark, though. None of her yeah. friends knew about this. So they were all very skeptical that it came out later that he was like, oh, no, it was actually her that had the affair. Um, she was money hungry. She would take trips and talk to people on the phone constantly when he would ask her who was on the phone or where she was going. She would be like, none of your business. Um, she was she had a shopping kind of addiction that uh, mm. came about later on. Um, after the kids left for college and she was empty nester and she would literally just, I mean, spend to the point of their finances were fucked up. Just buying jewelry. She took out again, $80,000 in debt. She had then for sure. Okay. Now he did it. Okay. I think he's so, done it from the beginning, though. She would tell friends I'm, that she I'm wanted... i towards him doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> Coop, did we get you? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. He's on okay. the fence now. Okay. But you're going to actually go through the case for him the not doing defense, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've, um, what I've been adding to as we go so, um, so she would tell people that she wanted a divorce but that she didn't want to lose the money. She thought that Mark would, you know, cut off the kid's college and give her nothing and all of this. So she wouldn't give him a, di- a divorce, basically. And Was he the they, money maker? He was, yes. He was the brain. Yeah, but Winner. if I'm going to defend her spending a little bit, she supported him, put him through medical school, right? She worked the whole time that he went. Then okay. so when she wanted to start working... She was taking care of the kids full time. So she never got to use her business degree. He was actually right about that. (laughs) And so if you feel like maybe she's entitled a little bit to the money that he made from his degree because she she paid to put him through college. I mean, I would argue that a little bit. But, But you know, this is goddamn money. Let's right, but then you also let's make it together. But if they were in good standing and loved each other, they would be making a great life together. But since right. she fucking hated him and was probably like, I fucking earned all this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend, spend it on weird ass shit that we don't need. And you know, you can go fuck yourself, basically. Damn. Um they were both extremely religious and he wanted a divorce as well. But he didn't want to lose his standing With or reputation church. in the church because that was like their entire friend group. So that was their whole community, and that's a big basically. No-no if you're super religious, exactly. Right? Till death do you part. Yeah, it's better to murder, right? Don't get divorced, though. We'll take a murderer <laughs> in, though. He followed the rules of the wedding vows. He did till death do us part. That's what I was saying earlier about King Henry. Is he just changed the rules of the church so you can get a divorce? Oh. It, it's before death that you can part. Nice. Nice. Um, So safe to say that they were both miserable. That if you've ever hung out with married couples that 100% hate each other, it's very uncomfortable and they don't even realize how transparent they're being to their friends around them, right? Where you're like, oh my God, dude. So 
lots of people had stories of weird fights or things that they would witness because it had gotten so far that they weren't even trying to hide it anymore. I have a quick question. Yeah? Was there poop in the toilet when she died? Because then I might believe him a little bit. She clogged it. Because <laughs> if it was, if, if you, I'm, they're, you not, just, clog- they're not just going to leave the turds in the toilet regardless. Of, well, if, if it's it clogged, like, it's going to be further down the toilet. If it's clogged and overflowing, though, you would see it. I don't want to bring the audience into this, but I mean, if you have you ever clogged a toilet? Yeah. Well, oh, if, yeah. If they so went the, there, why would you even have to ask them? So a, the poop goes down. Right, but you would know. But the water rises. You would know. I'm saying, did the, the yes? The, he said they, he. No, did they see that it was clogged? Did they check? Um, was it actually clogged? Or when they got there, there was no poop. It know. wasn't clogged. They did witness that the floor was wet, and there was a towel, a wet towel around the toilet. Mm. Other than that, no, they didn't search for the poop. Is that what you're asking? (laughs) No, I'm asking if it was actually clogged or not. Because Uh, they did. That would be, you know. I think they did witness. They did observe that. So she did. Because it was like. that thing out. (laughs) Him or her or whatever. I don't know. stuck in my head the whole time. Oh, okay. check if it was clogged? I love what you're. I love what you're um, focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to know. Thank you. Thank you. Evidence is evidence, Jesse. Right. Even if it's poop. It's true. Oh, especially if it's poop. That's DNA. Oh, absolutely. Um, so <laughs> you pray out. to have some They're poop like, on the scene. Poop, sir, it's your poop. <laughs> you did the crime. Mm. So anyways, Kath, so it's been a uh, couple years. Every time. And, oh, the wheels of justice and these detectives. Yeah, they're moves real slow, like dude, right? And especially if the case is closed, these people have to just go. They have to know for a fact that they can win the case in order to take it, right? So they're just waiting for actual evidence to come up because otherwise they're just not liking a dude, right? And yeah, feeling right. weird about the situation. And right. that can't be enough. But Kathy's family actually would uh, call the prosecutor's office constantly asking them to reopen the case, letting them know that it didn't seem right and they have information mostly about their fighting and stuff like mm. that. This is Kathy's family. So they they feel the same way, right? So they're like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, we also need what? Nothing. It's more poop jokes. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I was just no, we're getting too serious. Her what? sister calling in and being like, who's poop? My sister does not I just have need you to re examine the poop. Yeah, Did we diarrhea. get. She's yeah, 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 yeah. But you know from these cases, that's how like the family is. Yeah. I'm just not. I need the poop to be exhumed. Yeah. <laughs> Exhume uh, the poop I, from I, the toilet. I picture it more like a like an undercover CIA deep throat situation. Mm-hmm. They're meeting in some shadowy parking garage. There's yeah. just a, a dark figure standing next to a car like, have you checked the poop? Uh-huh. Was it runny or was <laughs> yep. it solid? My sister's had diarrhea her whole life. Don't tell them I came here. Yeah, exactly. Find the Never poop, you find the, the Find the poop, you find the truth, <laughs> Coop. New title. <laughs> New title. Um, so uh, we need to say, actually, that uh, only months after Kathy's death, Mark started dating a family friend. Mm. They've known for a while they were 
friends before that? They would hang out all the time, but they were just friends. They hated each other. You, either one would probably move on really fast. They'd, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, checked out of the relationship other. before the relationship was actually over. That's I, fair. I this that's was a friend. Fair. A friend that was going through a divorce that he was hanging out with before she died. What was his oh, name? Oh, so they had that. <laughs> actually, that. funny enough, the person that he started dating, her name is Esther. She didn't. She said she Gosh, lost. She's 100 years old? Yeah. Dude. Like some old. These people are the dorkiest, nerdiest, <laughs> country motherfuckers, religious. We've got an Esther. You know what I mean? Like, did, doesn't seem weird when you see them. And Joel's going to put up pictures. But anyway. Um, oh, Esther will be on the screen right now. So Esther was said that she lost her husband too, right? <laughs> During the Civil War. <laughs> no, like at the, at the same time, right? So they were both kind of going through the same thing. Turns out Esther didn't. Her husband didn't die. He transitioned. Oh, And snap. because they were what? religious, she talked about it as if. He died. She was a widower. She was dead Holy to her. Holy shit. And so she was going through this before Kathy died, right? And, and Mark was <laughs> really helping her through this. Holy shit. This is like something out of the Dude, bold small and town, small town transition. That's fucking hardcore. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's, that's not that's not Los Angeles like I feel a little girly. That's she like I like that? 100% am going to blow up my entire life. Yeah. I lost him. Lost him, he died. <laughs> Didn't die. Transitioned. The Holy male shit. version of him died, He's right? Dead to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, the two actually were married 14 months after Kathy Let's hear it for our next advertiser, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Uh, it's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than uh, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, the big game is always right around the corner. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into a hundred times your money potentially with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. It's demon time on prize picks. Uh, so you're going at it here. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Uh, squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. Uh, and again, now you can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. If you want to play alongside, uh, alongside some of the prize picks' favorite players like uh, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, you can find them in the community plays underneath the promos tab of the app uh, to view the entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each and every week. This week on Prize Picks, I'm selecting Steph Curry for more than 29 points and the Joker for more than 10 rebounds. I think Bob's taking Anthony Davis uh, for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard for four three-pointers made. Go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use the code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match 
for up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yeah, let's give it up for Liquid IV. Yeah. .com, baby. Promo code Nooners over there is going to get you 20% off your first order. Rage this weekend. Jobless on accident. I feel like it was an accidental rage this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I needed some Liquid IV to start off today. I start every day with a Liquid IV. Um, our kids are using Liquid IV. Yes. Um, they've got the new and improved sugar-free Liquid IVs as well. And Pear is back. Pear is back. That's my favorite. Pear was my favorite there. Um, big fan. But uh, hanging out, watching sports, hanging out with the friends and all that other stuff. You start boozing, you lose track of time, and then you're like, oh, shit. I need to rehydrate for the week. Got to pop in that Liquid IV. Are you a daily girl? Because I don't see you every single morning all the time. Yeah, I'm a daily girl. So I do um, one of the sugar-free grapes Mm. or the sugar-free apple, which are my new faves, in 24 ounces. Okay. So it is supposed to be just in, they say, like, put a packet in 16, 8, 16 ounces. 16 ounces of water. that's going to hydrate you double. Um, I put in the 24 ounce, maybe onesie or twosie. Yeah. And go through the day. Yeah, yeah, it's life changing. I, I call it Hydration Monday here on the show because it's, uh, it's one of those things where, again, you go hard over the weekends, you got the kids, you're not eating great, uh, you're boozing with some friends or whatever, and then boom, reset on Mondays, pop in the liquid IV, and you're good to go. Um, but it's, uh, it's a little pouch. That's it. You're ripping open, popping into liquid, 16 ounces or more. And you're good to go. Super easy there. Three times the electrolytes, uh, no artificial sweeteners, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or Get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. These death. But to your point, Joel, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're done if they, already. If they've been done for five years. Again, you got a gift from God. Carbon monoxide killed your wife. I've been already moving on, right? So also, side note, when Mark was... uh, That's still a little fast to marry someone in general, though. I think so, from dating to actual marriage. like 14 months? From wife dead to dating to marriage. 14 months is not a lot. Where was the grieving process? Yeah. Well, Well, where's the dating process? Get to know her first. It's all about he already her. knew well, her. He, yeah, he already knew her. At that it was point. one of the things where, like, they were couple friends. Like, they would go to well, he, dinner he, he as knew couple. Male version of her before he transitioned. No, that was that was her former husband and now oh, ex-wife. He, he's dating the girl, not the guy. That's a girl now. Got it. Got it. That still makes it. Joel, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot have thought that, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. This, you just said it was a. I mean, you're you are wasted, dude. 
<laughs> I told you before we started, you are drunk as a skunk. Sorry. I'm Just keep kidding. Drinking. Uh, so this is kind of off topic, but I think it was a funny little tick in my corner. So also, uh, when Mark was entering the cemetery for Kathy's funeral, he was uh, overheard making a joke many times. What would that joke be? Joel? I don't know. Anyone? I thought you were pointing to our... Has our dads ever made this joke, passing a cemetery? People are dying to get in there? Oh, shit. He did it. He got it. He got it. Son of a bitch. What is it? People are dying to get in here. This place is nice. People are dying to get in here. So exclusive. They're dying. So exclusive. They're dying to get in here. He's saying this joke... As they're driving, <laughs> what? What? Oh, it's packed. It's packed. Um, he's saying this like on the way to his wife's funeral. So either he's the most awkward, weird motherfucker of all time, or he's completely over it. Hates her so much that he has no even concept that he should be grieving in any way. Or he killed her. Let's see. Yeah. This is I a couple that was set a- up by their grandparents. I can't imagine I know. that they're the, they're the most like. You know, they're the, they're the biggest social butterflies yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She they're was. Not exactly clever. She was. She lit up a room. That's why she's dead. <laughs> that was her first Be careful mistake. about lighting up a room, guys, because you will be dead. Fly under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wallflowers don't usually get murdered. <laughs> um, so two years after Kathy's death, like I said, uh, detectives finally obtain a search warrant for the home. Kind of weird couple years later, I'm not sure what they think they're going to find, but they seized his computer. They actually got journals from the time when uh, him and Kathy were together. So we got like a lot. They got lots of journals and writing about that. And they took apart the HVAC system, the vents themselves, the tubes. I'm just going to call them tubes. I'm sure there's other things that you can call them. Like the whole ventilation The actual system. whole ventilation. So sections of the ventilation system. The ducts. The ducts. Ducts. And then the vents, the actual top of the vent in Kathy's room and I think around the furnace. So they took those um, and the vents were sent. Uh, the what do you call them? Ducks. The ducks were sent to be tested. What did we do without Coop? Um, <laughs> it was a shit show. They were being tested for uh, gasoline exhaust soot, basically, inside. Because mm-hmm. um, that would show that he did something or they, it would show where this carbon monoxide came from because they didn't think that it came from the water heater or from anywhere inside the house. They're trying to find out how this motherfucker did this, right? Yeah. So they're testing this stuff. The journals revealed a man completely on the edge, totally depressed, thinking about suicide, talking about actually in the journals, talking about going in the garage, turning on the car, and killing himself. He was just so unhappy. She wouldn't give him a divorce. He didn't want, you know, he was very religious. So these journals was like every entry was worse than the last. It was just somebody that was like, he was talking about killing himself. Yeah, he fucked that up. But also talking about why he was killing himself was because how much 
He hated her, all the things that she would do. He would detail every little thing that she did that would piss him off, which is like when you're married, Joel, and I fucked up. You're married and like you don't like someone. I mean, the things that will fucking annoy you are. It's all the little things. Everything. I mean, it's everything. He smells like soup. Again. Do you know what I mean? Every time he smells like soup again. Don't know why. Can right? you imagine if this was all just a suicide attempt? That gone wrong? Yeah, like he was trying to kill Ooh, himself fuck. the whole time. I was already... Accidentally see, kills his wife. He's like, okay, now how the fuck do I explain this? Damn. I was already That's thinking that, That's too complicated. I can't go through, down that road. With, I was thinking that she, she was trying to kill herself. She was trying to kill him. And because and she doesn't uh, know shit uh, about vents uh, and ducks and all that, that she actually killed herself. Because she's a fucking dumb woman, <laughs> oh, right? Man, Am I right? Women. <laughs> women. What do they know about right? vents and ducks that, and killing themselves? That's why they need men to kill them. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't do it. Because they can't do it. Fucked up, dude. Pull that clip. Coop coming through again. So anyways, the tests on the ducks. Ducks. Come back positive for gasoline emissions and soot. So Mark was arrested on September 17th, 2009. He was uh, under arrest. He had a $1 million bail, which he posted. He was, he was that fucking loaded? Damn. Damn. Mm, you just have to, I think you have to put up 10%. 10% and oh, you have right. to have... Just I would know because I've been to jail <laughs> upwards of four times. <laughs> Three DUIs, sorry. Three DUIs. What? What? <laughs> Patreon. I can say that. One of the times I even got so far as to, I got so far in the system, weirdly, <laughs> that they were like, "Do you want to go to high school and get your GED or go to work?" And I go, "Bro, I, I went to college. Like, what are you? I'll work." So, and I was trading pencils for coffee. You've been here for so long that you technically the way, qualify though, as a judge. Do you actually want to preside over some cases? Yeah, or do exactly. You want to go home? Exactly. Don't you think? Um, but by the way, I wasn't even in there that long. It's just, it moves so fast in there. How many people did you fuck up while you're in jail? Nobody. I got, really, I got really, I got really, I was beloved. I ended up you, like, oh, before the, the last day I left, so everybody else they ended up making like a spread like, for me. They made a what? what? They made a spread. What does that mean? That means you like get together all the like in a bag. You put together like uh, all of your commissary shit, and they make like uh, top ramen, like dry noodles, and they put in like hot sauce, and they put on the thing, and then you like opened up. up, They opened up the bag, and then it's all like on the bag on the table. A spread is essentially. I didn't have one taste because it looked like shit, and I fucking left right away. Yeah, but sp- spread is They were like, "Oh, your last with a day." Bunch of shit out of a out of a vending machine, yeah. smashed up on top. Smashed of it up together. I cared about you. That's what that means. Oh, I'm beloved. You like, yeah, you were like gladiator. Yeah, you, like you won the crowd. Oh, there was even like this Save white supremacist life. girl that was like going to get me Xanax, and I was like, "Dude, Heil." <laughs> like I wanted fucking that shit so bad because I was like, oh my god, the lights are all on, you can't fucking sleep. I was like, hey girl, Any drugs, I'll, 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 I'll say whatever you want me to say. Do you know what I mean? 
How do I how do I do the hand signal? Yeah, that just gets show me, me show me the weird thing that you do. It's like a high Don't five, but nobody gives I'm not you the doing high the five, thing. right? <laughs> not gonna do the thing, even though it's Patreon. Yeah. I won't do even the thing. And I want to be clear, I didn't do the thing then either. No, she kind of like disappeared in the shadows, and I'm like, that was close who was just that did. fucking Xanax Nazi? <laughs> Where oh, did wink. she go? I was like looking for her everywhere. Anyway. He was arrested on February 28, 2011. The trial begins. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here, Here we, we go. go. It's a goddamn we kangaroo go. court. Big pimpin' spending G's. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I'm, can we hurry up? I don't know what happens. I don't know if he gets Hurry up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Joel. <laughs> I'm Joel sorry, has, Joel. Joel. Are we keeping you? Oh, I'm sorry, Joel. <laughs> what do you... What do you think before the trial starts? What do you think? Ugh. What's your gut? I don't know. How are they going to make it his fault if there was CO in the in the? What's your gut from ducks? everything you've heard? Guilty, think, not guilty. I think he's guilty. Guilty, not guilty. guilty. I think guilty, he's not, get guilty. not guilty. Guilty. We know not guilty from Sticking you. Sticking with it. Sticking with it. You're going to have to not stick guilty? with it, right? Not so the, the audience says guilty, right? Yep. Okay. I'm saying guilty, but he's going to get off on it. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Like, he's going to get away with it, but he didn't. Well, like Prosecu- he's going to get off on it? Like, that's his He's going to get gonna off on off it. In the that's his no. kink, dude. <laughs> he's okay. He's going to get a not guilty so, charge. Oh. And get, get to go home, but even the, but I still If you want me it. to finish it, oh, because you're in such a hurry, Joel, then you better shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> prosecutors <laughs> tried to show... So, so this is the case. The case the prosecutors have. I'm going to show... I'm going to talk about what they have against him. And then we're gonna go, we're gonna go to Coop. Oh. He's gonna talk about his defense and all of the points that. Wait, this is like a real thing. Like you're, you're like we're in the trial, dude. Yeah, we're in the trial, and you're the two lawyers. Okay, so prosecutors tried to show this that awesome. Mark funneled exhaust from the cars in the garage through the heating vents and up to Kathy's room, while he stayed in the ventilated bathroom and waited. Uh, but like because he's an bathroom. anesthesiologist, which they also brought into prosecution, right? They're like he's an anesthesiologist. He knows the levels shit. of certain gases and how long it's going to take for someone to die, right? That was actually entered, and he's actually old school. Let's say this: he's old school anesthesiologist where they actually used gas before they moved to, to injections. Injections, so he knows those kind of levels as well uh they presented the tests from the vent duct system containing soot from gasoline car emissions they uh read the journal entries talking Mm. about can god please like show me you know show me me, god give me a sign please kill my wife jesus maybe use yeah jesus take the wheel (laughs) kill my wife maybe use exhaust i don't know jesus pull the trigger yeah (laughs) jesus make it not be me somehow let me get away (laughs) with it right take the keys and my car in the garage (laughs) jesus uh put the hose up to the window um they also uh The EMS and emergency room doctor testified uh, 
about her body being cold and mm. the rectal temperature, Joel. Rectal heat. Yeet. Rectal temperature. The body was stiff. The lividity. I didn't say this before. The lividity of the blood pooling in the back, which means she was dead for hours before. So therefore, he was lying on the 911 call. That so or he, that or he was just like... Uh, you know, when he went into the room, because she had epilepsy, he may have just been, like, so frazzled that he was like, she she had a seizure, she's having a We don't know. But anyways, and again, you're right, Coop. Like, because he was a doctor, he would know you're not doing CPR on a dead person, and you know when someone's dead. But anyway, so the e- they had the EMS on the stand. They had the emergency room doctor on the stand talking about uh, the temperature the stiffness, the lividity, everything. They also talked about um, performing CPR and that there's basic, anyone, especially a doctor for 30 years, anyone that's even done a basic CPR course knows that if you're going to do CPR, it needs to be on a hard surface. So the fact that he was doing CPR on an air mattress, doing CPR in quotes, was... A, you know, a tick against him. Also, uh, um, I mean. He's got all that money. Why do they have an air mattress in a room anyway? It's weird. I'll go over um, the counter. Mm, before, before we go into the Mark's defense, I'll just, I'll just say, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, by the way, like the testing of all the equipment, um, the testify, you know, the, uh, statements of the nurse saying that he was the emotion that he was showing was very weird, seemed very put on. They also introduced the 911 call and went through that for the jury um, so as far as the prosecution is concerned, they have motive, they have mm-hmm. means. In my opinion, they don't have evidence and they weren't able to clearly lay out how, if they think he did it, how exactly that would have happened. Yeah. Right. So now Coop, you are going to tell us what oh, Mark's team presented as a defense and also maybe what you think and I can even talk about. So we're now going to talk about, uh, you know, the innocent side of it, right? Okay. I uh, like this a lot. The gonna, devil's I'm advocate of it. Defend this man from death row and you're going to do your very best to end a human life. Right. No reason. Oh yeah. I want him to no die. Reason. Oh, do you get death row in whatever state they're in? No, he's, he's, uh, no, you don't get, no. Okay. They're in Ohio. That's lowering the stakes. It's supposed to be a little bit more exciting. So well, first no, life off, in the, prison's worse, right? Uh, so you I, can go. It, so. You I can would, do. I coop. would take the death sentence, regardless. Yeah. Coop, you can do. But oh, one hundred percent. And I've talked about this many times. But if I, if you have, if you really want somebody to suffer, you want them to have life in prison and die in the prison hospital with yeah. no one around them. With those measures, it's worse. Than just an inje- injection yeah. that ends you immediately. Yeah, but anyway, much worse. yeah. 
Okay, uh, defense. So the first thing that I noticed is during the 911 call itself, he's counting off the CPR, which he would have known being a doctor. Um, the way that he's counting it off, he's not counting it off in a way that makes it seem like it's performative for the 911 caller because when he's addressing the 911 caller, he's talking much louder. When he's doing the CPR, he's doing it quieter. So it, so it that doesn't, doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like he's being performative in terms of trying to sell really trying to do cpr oh shit i thought the opposite um, would you always count do you know what i mean would you always like count out loud they teach you to count out loud in a, actually in a in a panicked situation if i was trying to get it right okay. and i hadn't done it on a regular basis because as an anesthesiologist like he's not working in an emergency room dealing with situations where CPR is going to be done on a, a really regular basis where it's just kind of muscle memory or it's all rote memory for him. Uh, so I would imagine that it's plausible that he was panicked and just going off of the, Instinct. you know, the, the baseline way that it's, it's taught to be done. So he's counting everything out. Okay. Um, and then talking louder when he's trying to address the 911 operator and then talking quieter when he's just, like, counting out the CPR to himself. To the, to the frozen body. To the, the Coop, frozen To the straight-up stiff, cold, pale body that he's doing CPR on. If it was stiff and, and if it was cold, because that's also going off of the—that's going off of the testimony of the— the doctors after the fact All right, uh, in so the situation carry on. itself, uh, I would say in the rectal tests. All right. So carry on tests. you go, go on. What else did they have? Okay. So the water heater itself was already faulty. And that's something that neighbor, uh, a neighborhood testified to even at one point, the neighbor not only told, um, Wangler that, that he had a faulty water heater and it was dangerous. He would even talk to his wife about it saying like, I, I would not feel comfortable living in a house with that water heater set up. Cause it's, yes. it's not safe. And they actually testified to that in court and said, we had talked to him before we noticed the vent was weird, uh, weirdly placed and that he needed to get it right. Yeah. Checked out. Yeah. And if a neighbor's being like, hey, bro, like, that's dangerous. Anyway. Uh, so as you were saying, a, a neighbor testified that they had warned Mark about the water heater and told him that they needed to get it fixed. And the lab that tested the vent after the fact during the, the actual case itself had never done any testing like that beforehand. So they had no experience with uh, their their evidence is a little their science is like, a I mean, a little shaky at best, right? Like, uh, you, you have it sent off to this lab and you're like, Hey, hi lab. What's up? It's us. Ohio prosecutors. <laughs> it's your boy. Ohio. Hey, it's your boy, Ohio. <laughs> so anyways, have you ever done this before? And they're like, nah, but we'll make it work. Do you know what I'm saying? If the prosecutors, if the detectives and prosecutors and everyone like already think he's guilty, well, the people that they're gonna do right what yeah. they need to do to get that evidence. So, it, very strange. I don't know if this has even ever been done after. It's never been before, and I don't know if anyone has tested uh, 
ducks for gasoline emissions. I know at the very least they haven't redone the autopsy results because the the lining of her lungs was never tested to see like what type of carbon monoxide was getting into her lungs. And that's the thing that actually should have been tested. But Uh, the heater, the water heater is a different type of gas than a car. Yes. Yeah, and, and so the, even with a, even if you're a retard, you would be able to tell the difference between that, right? Right. If, and if they would have had, uh, if they would have admitted the evidence of the testing that they did on our lungs in court, but it, it either. By the didn't, way, they didn't. They have the um, the or they could test. They have tissue from the lung to test, but they never tested it. They only tested the ducts, yeah. and that's what the family is now. We'll talk about later, but um, is now doing the appeals on which is like if you have this test this like if it's not in there then he didn't do it and unless i'm mistaken it was like her own son wanted that test to be done yeah to to check and see uh, to check and the, that's the part... lining of her lungs mm-hmm. and the, it was inadmissible in court yeah so the next thing uh is if the carbon monoxide came from pretty much any of the motor vehicles that they had laying around, the neighbors would have heard it, especially the RV and even the snowblower, anything like that. Yeah. It, pretty much anything aside from one of their cars idling in the garage, the neighbors would have heard for an extended period of time while he's pumping all of this carbon monoxide yes. up into the bedroom while she's asleep. And they testified to that as well, saying that the RV was a older, really loud RV. So if they're... But any car would do. Any car would do, but part of their theory is that he possibly, because they they present a couple different theories, but they said one of the things is they possibly had a tube going from the RV into the vent going into her room. So there was a hose laying next to the RV. Uh, A hose laying next to an RV is a pretty normal thing when you have an RV in storage. Because that's where the... Yeah, Joel, that's where the poo-poo and pee-pee mm-hmm. is funneled out of. And okay? even if it's just one of the regular garden hoses that you have, that's the way that you refill water tanks on an RV. Yeah. So, so that's not you would strange. have multiple different types of hoses laying next to a, a parked RV while it's not in use. Multiple different types of hose in the RV. <laughs> well, no, that's yeah, what yeah. <laughs> Great defense so far, Coop, by the way. Great yeah. defense. Uh, thank yeah, you. If he would have hired me as his, his lawyer, then he wouldn't be waiting Joel's another, on it. Joel's on his now. side now. Uh, so his sons also testified that their mother would always burn candles in the home, and that would explain the soot in the vent, the soot in the vent and next to the vent. That part of it, I think, is a, admittedly a little shaky because the soot's going to be going upwards. So, in, so if she's in the upstairs bedroom burning candles, no, no, they the, would say that she, they would burn them in the home. Oh, in the home so itself. So, like, then in that like put, the right. that would put some. It some is, soot but my gosh, the amount of candles that you have soot. to be burning—they are religious. Yeah. I would think overall, uh, fair. regardless of the amount of soot in the house, if it's uh, an older house and if they weren't on top of wiping down the walls and wiping down the vents, like you can go to my apartment right now and look around the vents and it would look like somebody was burning something at some point. Mm. Yeah. So if it's an old house, that's fair. there's going to be, there some, be some, some dark soot. marks around the vent. If they test it and the, the soot itself outside of the, outside of the vents has like, gasoline residue or something like that, I would be a little bit more believable. 
so as you pointed out a, a few times throughout the episode, Mark was a very, very awkward person. So pretty much anything about the way that he was acting can be somewhat discounted considering the fact that he was socially awkward and the the way that he was on the inside wasn't coming across exactly clear for everybody else on the outside. Uh, I I would dare say that if he was borderline autistic, I wouldn't be surprised. Something like that. Yeah. it's He's definitely on the spectrum on some point, whether it's one or two. I don't know how the spectrum works. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But he's in the beginning part. Yeah, I think of whatever it, that spectrum it goes is. from red to blue. That's all I know. Okay. Um, so even <laughs> making the making the jokes about you know oh everybody's dying to get into the pl- this right. place going in and out of the right. the cemetery. I mean I've got family members that are dumb enough to make stupid jokes like that during a funeral. <laughs> I would make that joke. That's fair. That's fair. So next, the journals were something their counselor had suggested and told him to be pr- uh, brutally honest, and he thought he was doing what she wanted. So if you've been in a marriage for 16 years and you don't have anything bad to say about your spouse that, that you And can't at this let point it's already else. it's been over 16 years. So 16 years was like the start of the problems, but by this point what they're married for 20 mm. close yeah, to 30 years? Yeah, if you spend You've got some if, shit to say. If you spend over a year around anybody, you're going to have some some things to say about them, let alone you know, nearly 20 years. Absolutely. You're going to have some bad stuff to say. I don't, I don't you care keep looking how at Joel. Your relationships is. You keep looking at Joel. Yeah. What's yeah. up with that? Why do you keep looking at me? <laughs> I was, I was looking at everybody. He was just looking at, he was just looking at, he was just looking at everybody. He was just looking at everybody. Am I supposed eyes. to be addressing this to the jury? I, yeah. I mean, trying to pull this, plead your case. Come on. Get your coop. Come on. Get Mark off, dude. I dare anybody in this room to know anyone for longer than five years yes. and not have some major fucking issues with them. I dare any one of you to know somebody for longer wow. than a month and not have some issues with them that you might not be comfortable to talk about. I yeah. mean, closing I like arguments, <laughs> my God. Okay, well, not, go ahead. Not quite done. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, so the defense brought up an expert forensic pathologist that contradicted the time of death as well as explained Mark's strange behavior as carbon monoxide poisoning, which we brought that up earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Also, any sort of strange behavior for like up to, I'd say, a, a week afterwards minimum you're could a little... be explained by mm-hmm. having carbon mm-hmm. monoxide poisoning because that's going to bond to the receptors in your brain and, and they don't block leave. oxygen getting in. And... I know a little bit about this. Yeah, uh, we both, all three of us know somebody who had carbon monoxide oh, yeah. poisoning, and it can, it can have some tanks and lasting effects, and it takes a lot of work to actually clear the carbon monoxide out of your system. And in some ways, it never leaves. Um, so, yeah, damage. If you, if you combine the fact that he was socially awkward, possibly borderline autistic or on the low end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. along with carbon monoxide poisoning... That you, could explain a, a whole, whole lot of weird behavior. And you would yeah, totally you would naturally yeah. become a violent murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Aggravated murder. Um, and finally, although the prosecution had motive and means, they had no hard evidence, nor did they have an explanation as to how exactly Mark got the carbon monoxide up into Kathy's room. And I think that those are two very, very good points. Is So there's circumstantial evidence that... There's something like gasoline residue in the vents or in the ducts that could literally come from anywhere. It could come from the fact that they have a giant RV sitting in their driveway that they could be 
sucking that exhaust into the ducts anytime it, it gets started up. I mm-hmm. I would have to see something that shows what the average amount of, of gasoline or diesel residue there is in the in the normal homes ducts compared yeah, to how much there the normal was duct. uh in the in the ducts of this house right. because I have a feeling that there's gotta be a, you know a what I want? In every every house house's ventilation. System. You know what I wanted, and I thought was weird that they didn't have either a contractor that worked on the home, tried to find anyone that built the home, like, or talked to someone that installed those kind of systems or water heaters. They didn't have anyone like that. It was all you know, fire department. Um, the gas company, things like this, but a really good ex, you know, person that could ex- explain it would be someone that installed these kind of vents and say, oh, well, the return air, you know, wouldn't suck things up or the only way to get things up into this room, but they never did that. It was all just kind of a bunch of dorks talking about how, how's, like how ventilation and Interesting. How it would work, right? I think that would have been a really good thing for his defense. But anyways, despite the fact, like you said, that it was pretty much all circumstantial, all like, hey, we kind of think he did it. And, um, you know, character witnesses talking about their marriage, the journals. Besides all of that, like I said, they did not lay out If they thought he did it, most of the time they have to present a clear-cut theory. So I think, in closing arguments at least, they say, this is how he took the tube from this, and this is how you get the jury on your side, right? You go, this is what happened. They didn't have any of that. They had a couple different theories, but didn't really go with any one of them. All they said was, seems a little weird. We think he did it. What do you think? Is what it is. And the jury convicted him. No shit. After yes. nine hours of deliberation, they, they very quickly. Him, which was, yeah. This very is also fast some small town like shit, See, by I the way. I think he did it, but I don't think he should. That there's, a, there's no evidence to prove it. Exactly right. So I'll talk about that in one second. But he was sentenced to life with possibility of parole in 25 years. His family stands by him, including his two sons, his entire family. His, his wife, wife. Yeah, new wife that he had before oh, he went in, and they are filing oh, yeah. appeals on his behalf, uh, a couple of which are pretty credible. Like um, one of the appeals they filed that got denied, but one of the appeals was when they got the affidavit for the warrant, it was just for computer and physical. It was like uh, for the computer. And... They never specified that they were going to take written uh, materials. And so they were like, look, if you're coming to seize like uh, journals or things that we've written down, you've got to put that in the affidavit, which they didn't. So little things like that. They also filed an appeal. One of the jurors lied about their criminal history, whatever. They're basically just trying to get another trial so that they can admit evidence that they didn't before. Um, so look, that's where we're at. He's in jail right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Damn. He's in jail right now. Appeals are getting denied. But again, 
it's the same judge that sentenced him, right? So the judge doesn't so want to change his mind. So he keeps... He doesn't want to look wrong. He keeps denying it. So you have to wait for him, and I think he actually may be retiring soon, but you have to wait for him to retire, and then you God can kind of go through another judge and see if he'll take another look at the case. But if we go around the horn... Yeah, what do you I think? think? He, I think he did it for sure, but I think that if you can't prove it, they get to leave. Absolutely right. That's the that's the law, right? Innocent till proven guilty. So well, the yeah. law is you have to actually have evidence, and you have to prove without uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, right? You that they absolutely the, did it. Yeah, and the means I, the motive. I mean, uh, it really looks like he fucking did it. Let's be honest. It looks and like by he the way, did it. But if you heard the guy talk, if you see his picture. <laughs> All of that, you go. He did it. He fucking did it, right? But that's not—that's not enough to that convict, matter. right? And it so that's what you think. That's kind of what we have here: is they talked to him, they felt weird about the situation. He was all fucked up on carbon monoxide and was acting like a fucking murderer. And they were like, "Bro, you did it." And so they found a way. And some would argue with the testing of the, you know, the ducts and the vents. Uh, you know, kind of pushing that through and being like, oh, there's gasoline in there. Some would argue that they wanted to get him yeah. and they did what they had to do to make that happen. Yeah, Coop? they got him. Overall, I'm not entirely convinced. I I think at the very, very, very least, uh, they didn't consider enough evidence for the trial to actually get a, to to prove that it was beyond the shadow of a doubt. So what you're saying, and I think is what I'm saying, is like, I personally think he did it. Do I think he should be in jail right now for it and that the trial was fair and just? No. And that's pretty common, too, where it's like, look, if you don't have it, hey, man, you got away with it. If they literally cannot find and lay out or have any kind of evidence that is either DNA, fingerprint, concrete, He's a you fucking, got away with it, bro. Yeah. He's In my mind, that's how it works. He would he would get away with it. And because he worked well, the, hard the, the, and became a doctor, he has the right to get away with it if he can get away that, with it. The fact whoa, that, whoa, whoa, Joel. <laughs> okay, well, the second part of that I agree with. If sure, you, if you sure, sure. If you, if you, you, you go to college, murder somebody. you yeah. go to college and the, you work really hard, you should be able if to. If there's no evidence, he shouldn't be in jail. That's what I'm saying. The that's that's a direction that I'm leaning. The fact that job. he was an anesthesiologist and he was an anesthesiologist during the era that they were still using gas to mm-hmm. put doctor. people under. Yep. To me, that that doesn't mean anything when it comes to carbon monoxide the poisoning because they they never guess. used carbon monoxide as a form of it's anesthesia at any point in history. They never used carbon monoxide, so he wouldn't know any better or any worse than the average person on. Like you don't need to have a, a degree in anesthesiology to pump a bunch of carbon monoxide into a room and kill somebody. Like any moron can do that. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't factor in. So, so if we go percentage, like in your mind, just if like, we go off the title, because he did want her dead. Let's be fucking real about that. Did he do it, or was it a gift from God, a happy accident that just <laughs> really worked out? It could have worked out. I would lean towards magically on the day that a bunch of gas went into that room with, with cool. on any other other day, oh. just on the same day. Just she took on that, that day. With the evidence yep. that I have, I would lean towards it being a, a happy accident. 60-40? What is All the right. ratio? 51-50? 
How close is it for you? 5150. All the way up to 101%. Not a math doctor. Um He's not a rocket surgeon. It's close. I, I'd say 55-45. Okay. So 55% innocent, 45% guilty. Okay. Okay. Guys? I, I'll still trust Still you guilty? Guilty? Still guilty. Innocent. You say innocent. Yeah. Ross says innocent. Whoa, really? dude. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was not expecting that either. Uh, you want to add your testimony? <laughs> yeah, do you want to? Yeah, get on, get on in here. Come on in. <laughs> Guys, you've got you've got a Ross real Patterson treat. You've got a set. real treat coming in for the Patreon. Secretly in the back, he's Ross been say, the entire Ross say hi to our eight crime corner fans. Hi. No, no, on, we only have eight people. We only have eight people that listen. <laughs> no, you don't. That's not true. There's a ton of people that listen to this show. We're hey, Ross. Hi, how are you? Hi, uh, uh, is that Cameron? Yep, that's you right Great. there. Great. Look at this. Look at this. Um, all right. So here's my honest opinion on this, right? Okay. I watched the doc with her last night. By the way, though, he watched a doc that was skewed and made by Mark's family. Let's be clear about that. Sure. Okay. Uh, it was not very good. I've no. watched. I've watched a lot of these. It was almost like a commercial for <laughs> yeah. Mark. Yeah. It was. It was made a, by his family. Uh, I, I don't know about that. Um, it was. You had a weird guy, a weird wife. And, uh, and you're in a tiny town in Lima, Ohio, uh, allegedly. He had walked in and seen her fucking this other dude. And really? Yes. But we already covered that. I, I, I know you covered that, right? But, both, but they both said that the other one had an affair. Correct. So both so of both these people other. were super weird. Um, I don't know if you've been around carbon monoxide as far as like cars are concerned. Yes, they have. Okay. So... To get that into one singular vent inside of a house and then just shut the other vents. I know you can put a towel down and all that other stuff. To risk that, to kill one person, to try to stay alive, seems like a lot for me. If I'm, yeah. if I'm on the jury, if I'm on the jury on this one, I don't think you can convict based on the evidence that was there. Yes, and we agree with that. So I think he should have been innocent on this one. I did also, whether you think he did it or not, right, though, right. is the question. C correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and but, that's but, what I was saying. But here's the other side of this. If you're willing to take a risk to put two parked cars in the garage, put hoses through the vents <laughs> to kill one person and risk your life in the process... I, we have these little vents. We have them in here. We have them no, at, at our house. Was, but he was in the bathroom at the window with a fan blowing. I, I understand that. Okay. But th there's still a risk that that will come through. And carbon monoxide isn't that strong when you're outside of a garage. So if it's spaced out through a house or a, uh, a larger warehouse or something like that, it would take a, a minute to get to you. I also don't know that you would know if you just went out like that. Let me ask you really quick. In his journals, mm -hmm. he was talking about, like, in e pretty much every entry, talking about suicide mm -hmm. and talking about suicide by exhaust. So when you talk, talk when you talk about the like, risk, oh, right. he's already like, I'm gonna fuck. I I'm already gonna kill myself. Sure. So the risk of it is kind of taken out by that. It, it is, but but here's the other side of this. It, even sitting in a car. In a garage by yourself with the windows down and having the exhaust on and all that stuff, 
it's going to take a while. It's not like you're dead in like 10, 20 minutes. I can't imagine how long it would take for two cars running to get through a house and to go into her room. He closed all the vents. I understand that, but oh, okay. that, that would still take a yeah, yeah, yeah. very long time because you've got to Fair. travel through all of those air ducts and all of that shit and then hope that it went into that room and not dispersed throughout the house and everything else. Yeah. Now, on the other side of this, I will say in the dock, he did have to go to the hospital and was admitted for some type of carbon monoxide. And yeah, his, But his too. levels, yeah. his levels were vastly lower than they, hers. They were, but he's... To the th- point but, of, like, you're not even inside the house. But that tells me that even if he was, he took the risk that it could also kill him as well. So maybe he... he right. So, so maybe he did and was like, all right, he weighed the risk and was just like, this is enough. Like, this is enough to put it on the line. Uh, I can either kill my wife or it's going to kill the both of us. Either way, I don't want to continue living like this. And then we'll go for the risk. And at that point, you almost have to applaud the guys and be like, all right, great. I, feel, I actually feel that. He, okay, he so went to great, <laughs> crazy lengths to kill this woman in this house by starting two cars in a garage, filtering it all through there. And then the police I not being able to that. figure it out. I mean, the, the friend, she had to call, I think it was a month later, 30 days later, and be like, you need to look into this. this there's something else nefarious going on here. The family did. Right. I think it was her best friend, right, uh, Carrie? No, her family actually was the one that was kept calling the prosecutor okay. and got the case reopened. Right. Right. But so to close it out, you think innocent, straight up and down, innocent, or it sounds a little bit like you're saying what I'm saying, which is I think he may have done it, but the trial was so shaky, faulty, whatever right. that in our justice system. That's not how you convict. court of law innocence. I don't know how they can convict him. Uh, if I think personally he, he did it and went for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, um, but okay. w- but the only thing that I would say that would that would sway me the other way. Um, and I haven't been able to figure this one out from last night is he was married to somebody else. Uh, uh, he started dating them months after she died right. and then married. And then they uh, ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. So a year after. Yeah. Uh, and it was after after the death. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so he didn't know they were her at all out. before. No, they were hanging out before. Okay. Family friend. Got they it. would go on couple dinners. Got it. So it was someone that he had his eye on. Right. And I think you were saying that they were also discussing. Weren't they both going through failing marriages? Yes. Yeah. So also? they before she died, they were kind of he was kind of counseling or helping her through her. Losing of her husband. Right. By losing, I mean he transitioned to a woman. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> still such a crazy Why not? And so, yeah, lop it off, and so they knew each they knew each other before, and they were hanging out before yeah. the death. Yeah. In most cases, especially with uh, you know, people that murder spouse, if you're seeing someone before, I mean that motive is stronger than anything else. Was Scott it Coop? Peterson. Was it was it Coop that said fifty five forty five on this one? Yeah, yeah, I, that's where I land too. Where okay, uh, did he probably go for it at that point? Sure, uh, could you prove it in a court of law? I don't think so. And I'm going to even go further. I think he may, uh, within a couple years, probably get out, at least get an appeal. And then he'll get out and they won't retry him. But there needs to be a new judge. So the, the appeals that, he, that him and his family are filing are legit. And so if they just get a new judge in there, 
I think that he will get another trial and then they won't even do it. Kind of like an Adnan situation. So how old is he at this point? So he looks he looks old. He, yeah, because he's looking real old. He looks real old. Old, yeah. And the, the other part about see. this, and uh, and I hate to say this, I hate to bring this up on, on Crime Corner. I really do. But when it's ugly people oh boy, it's who are involved bad. It's in gonna things, be bad. No, it's not. When it's ugly people involved like this in some type of murder, I care less about it. Where if somebody hot dies, like a model or, or somebody like that, then I really fucking care. Or like a good looking dude who was, you know, just taking a selfie on the side of a cliff and just whoopsie, whoopsie, ding dongs, you know, then he's gone. Then I feel if, if Ronaldo died today, I'd feel awful about it if his wife murdered him, right? But the two of these fucking goobers, it's like, you know, you're already in Lima, Ohio. What do you have to live for anyways? So he's 71, but you're right. Um, 71? 71? Yeah. 71. Yeah, he looks at... He looks like yes, he's got one foot gosh. in the fucking grave. Um, so it's like, all right. You're right, though, Coop. Yeah, like, it weirdly, like, it's really hard to find stuff on this case, which is kind of why I wanted to do it, because it's not something that a bunch of podcasts are doing or any, you know. So, But it is, like you said, pretty hard to find information, A, on the case or on these people. Like, it, even if you put in Mark Wangler age, you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't yeah. even come up. Are but, you guys calling this episode the Midnight Wangler? <laughs> we had a couple different um we had a couple language. different okay. uh titles. Okay. One was uh guilty or gift from God. That was the first one. And then you said something about a poop something. What was it? Find the poop, find the truth, <laughs> because we wanted them to test the poop in the in the overflowing toilet to make sure if that he was telling the truth and, about yeah. the overflowing toilet. I, yeah, I find gotcha. the poop, find the truth. Or and then yours is I'll go off the cuff here with one midnight uh, wangler. Well, like midnight that. wangler uh, because sure. of the last name. Right. Or she's so exhausted. And I think that would be oh, fun. Oh, that was good too. Because that's how she died. That so one's good too. Good. That that's up real. to you guys yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks but, so much, uh, Ross. You're and welcome. And thank you for joining us. You're welcome. You can go ahead and take the uh, headphones off and I get off the mic. Hang on. Thank you I, so much I, for uh, joining on, us, though. Hang on. I think a spinoff for you guys, though. Please. Should be hot murders with attractive people. Really gets the younger demo in there, you know? The 71-year-old from Pour a Hemplo. Pour a Hemplo. Give uh, us one. Okay, so the, the perfect one that's going on right now is the OnlyFans chick who uh, murdered her boyfriend that's a good one. in, uh, in but Miami. We don't, have, we don't have, we need it to, we need the case to have gone all the way to trial into conviction. Great. Um, the next one would be the boxer uh, whose wife... Hung him with the purse strap. That was uh, good. They were both the hot. Yeah. They were both hot. They were both yeah. attractive. He's yeah. one of the greatest boxers there is. Jesse, do we have to go? Do we have to do cases that aren't done yet? Couldn't we go as far as they go and then make our decisions? We could. I just. Uh, I don't think you're going to get the facts, though. Like, because uh, like, the, like, like the, the OnlyFans murder. They don't. They don't release any inform certain until information oh, until yeah. it's totally yeah. over, so to except okay. for if it's in Florida. So if we only do Florida cases, they release everything right away. Right. Uh, the boxer, though, that was a while ago. So I'd look into that one um, because uh, it was a strange one. Uh, initially, they had said he he hung himself uh, from the staircase in his own house, but it was with a purse. 
It was with. Uh, yeah, and he was, he's like a pretty big, like big really dude. strong dude. Yeah. Where it's like, um, I mean, he was a champ. He was champion, and yeah, you were yeah, just yeah. like, dude, so there's, there's no way purse? this happened. Yeah, Death by purse. yeah. And so they went back and uh, and redid it, and I think yeah, she's his wife was hot? in jail. Yeah, she's hot. They were both. Like, I mean, they both worked out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's a champion, you know. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Um, but they were both good looking. I'm just saying hot murders. Like, sure. let's go. And thank hot you murders. so much, Ross, for joining no, us. And you can go ahead and take off the take off the. But the, just, just pop the a pickup no, of and him I and know. her and, at and the we end, will. and, and actually, like, Joel, great. Joel, do pick, do uh, put up the pic of the two hot people that he's okay. talking yeah. about. Yeah, and then I just do and a I think side everyone will in the these, comments these be like, yes, yeah. please, yes, yeah. Ross is right. We're so glad Ross is on this. Oh my gosh, what a treat. It's not that. Right? I My God, just... we didn't know. We didn't know that we were gonna get a bonus of Ross on here too. I mean, yeah. that's gonna be all the comments. Yeah, yeah. And so, thank you so much for joining. Have us. Have you heard about the Midnight Wangler? Jesse, you want me just to fade his mic out? Or? Yeah, I mean, you could, you could have, but thank you, thank you, thank actually, you, Ross. Ross. That Absolutely. was great insight, and um, and you guys got you guys got a little a little bonus. Maybe our show will maybe our show will get a bump. Yeah, maybe we'll get. We a had Ross. Can you put in the description that Ross came on? Yeah, Ross Patterson. Yeah, we might get a couple more listeners. <laughs> um, now we got to follow up Ross. Jesus Christ! No, I mean you That's preceded you, you preceded Ross, and I think you ex- were exactly right. I think we are kind of on. We're not on the same page, but we're on. Uh, we're on our own pages with this, right? I think, and I all, think uh, the uh, if we can, we all kind of agreed that that he got screwed, whether yeah, he did it or not. Whether he did it or not, the this trial the case was, not was handled some properly. Um, the trial was some small town fucking Ohio bullshit. Like, let's be real. If I like, it really did not it's making a murder shit. Yes, one hundred percent. If I got charged with murder in my hometown, literally the only thing if I if I didn't commit the murder. But I got charged with murder in right. my hometown of Burns, Oregon. Oh, Literally, boy. the only thing that would save me is the fact that both sides of my family are well-known in the community. Outside of that, they would just... But that could me. be good or bad, dude. Like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's another road we'll go down. But thank you so much, guys, for joining us. I mean, yeah. let us know in the comments what you think again this is yeah, let us a know we need to have ross back on this is an ongoing debate <laughs> if you search this case it a lot of the articles and a lot of the things on facebook and tiktok or what have you are all debating uh mark's innocence so you know tell us what you think and uh we love you right oh i'd like to get one of those instagram uh Polls? Yeah, oh, polls a poll. going where, where people can Let's vote. Let's do that, Joel. Get a, get a clip that would uh, facilitate that. Do it right. Just say it. Do it now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you are so Perfect. fucking good at this, Jesse. <laughs> Hi. You are crazy what? good at this. Oh, no. Okay, Joel. Use it. Hi. What do you guys think? All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. I do love having an audience. Um, we have some Gabby Petito yeah. van travelers in the midst, and I love it. 
and van uh, life. Van life. thank you, Ross, for popping in and boosting our numbers. And Coop. Yeah. I mean, glad you made it here. How are you going to get home? It's an excellent question. <laughs> you guys got an iconoblast after this, and then you're going to mm-hmm. ride your ride your yep. scooter home. Love you guys. Tonight we are going to be talking about the Fermi paradox. Thank you for mm-hmm. joining us for Jesse Wiseman's Crime Corner. Woo! Nobody puts Jables in the corner. Bye. Bye. I don't know which camera to look at. All of them. Look at all the cameras. <laughs> Look at every camera in the studio.